Welcome to our Amuna class. QA, this is, I'm looking at you guys, this one, this one, that one, that one, this one. <laughs> we got it. Class number 14 with Luron Mazo, our special guest. He's on our Zoom over here by the Rav. And we're going to discuss soulful money. That's our theme tonight. And it's part of a three-part course on the importance of gratitude. And we're very excited to have this special guest because he's based in Johannesburg, South Africa right now, currently. And we hope soon, one day soon, very soon, in the Holy Land with all of us. So we are beginning our dedication of our Amuna class again to Leron Mazur's success with his Soulful Money class. And also, he himself went through this. If he doesn't mind me publishing, is that okay to say it publicly? Thank you. Laurent gives a go-ahead. He went through the coronavirus, and he was successful. He, he's in a good state, thank God. He had a Rafur Shlema, and that's what we also dedicate for Rafur Shlema, for Amen. everyone fighting this. Baruch Hashem. Amen. Amen. First, we want to say thank you to all our appreciated feedback and questions. We don't take for granted that you reach out to us. And we're glad to see and hear that the family is happy. This is what it's written here on, in our feedback. Baruch Hashem, right on time for the music. And we will be having music in our next week's class and the class after that. This week, we're focusing on soulful money. Hashem, blessed be His presence with, is with us all, someone wrote, is with you all. It made me cry to listen to you and your words and songs. Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Achad. Wow, they got very emotional, the person here. Yes, he is the only one. There's no other God. Thank you for the beautiful songs and words. Although my emotions were moved, I cry of happiness. You were all beautiful and brought joy to my soul. I, the, I needed this. Blessed thanks to Hashem. Blessed are thee. His spoliness is the greatest and most supreme virtue. <laughs> Huge love and support from Gateshead. That's from someone wrote now from Gateshead. Beautiful souls, they wrote. We're talking about soulful money here. To Hashem, amazing class. Music is able to open the gates, as the Rav spoke about last week, or the week before, because we had a Simcha Baruch Hashem. Beautiful song, thank Hashem. God protects all believers, Amuna people in the world, someone else wrote. And the last comment we're having for tonight, feedback, unless you write down on our YouTube and Facebook Live, we'll be seeing it there. We'll be able to comment back a little bit on our Instagram Live as well. And it says, Baruch Hashem, beautiful. We are all looking forward to the next classes. Much blessings to each and every one of you and your families. That's it. So I want to thank you all for joining us. And we're going to begin with our first question from Leron Mazur on soulful money and on the first part of importance of gratitude. And Arav Elgrad will begin the session and Leron Mazur will help us as well. If you'd like to read the first question, it's between the two of you. Decide how you want to go. And once again, this is all based on the famous book of Garden of Riches from Rav Shalom Arush. And we recommend everyone here to read it. We're definitely going to put it out there many times during the class. But this is where the inspiration is coming from. And we have the Rav himself, the author next to us, our host, Rav Arush, it should be well. And Rav Dainel got to translate in English. And let's go ahead with our class, please. Well, I'd like to honor our dearest friend, Liron Mazor, to read the first question. Go ahead, Liron. Thank you so much, Bob. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for the opportunity of being part of tonight's lecture. Uh, both, both of you are so close to me, and I, I really love uh, every minute I can get to spend with you, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rav uh, Arush, the first question for you is, what is the Torah's view on being wealthy? 
Now, yeah, Liron, you've also got to translate. Your Hebrew is excellent, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm scared now I'm going to make a mistake. <laughs> if you do, I'll correct you. Don't worry. Um, the question is, does a person want to be rich because he wants wealth and riches? Or does he have a purpose that because of that purpose he wants to be rich? He wants to be rich because he wants to be rich. If he wants to be rich just because he's interested in riches alone, that is something the Torah sees in a vain, negative way. He's already got vanity and pride. And now he wants to have even more vanity and pride by being rich. What, do you eat money? Riches has a purpose. Everything in this world has got to have a purpose, and the purpose is to make Hashem happy. The purpose is to use it in order to worship Hashem. So if he has a great purpose, obviously that is something very positive and also very important. A person who finds it difficult to see people that don't have anything to eat, that don't have anything to, to wear, he wants to make orphans happy. He wants to give money and make widows happy. He wants to spread the word of Hashem to bring the books, the discs, the pamphlets to everyone in the world. He wants to open institutes for people in need that need help. And certainly and obviously he wants to help learning Torah, help sustain those who learn Torah. Oh, that's so much. That is a good purpose. That's very good. <laughs> so, Laurent, we're going to go to the next question because we really want to cover ground. But if you feel there's any comments you want to say or any any part you is moving you, especially towards what you're going towards in your course, please feel free to mention and come in. So let's go to the next question. And once again, you're welcome to give feedback. <laughs> Perfect. No, great answer. Thank you, Rav. Is there a formula in the Torah for creating wealth? If yes, what is the formula? 
And what steps does one have to follow to become wealthy? I'll translate now. Liron Shoel, Haim Rav Yesh Nuscha Batora Kedei Liot Ashir. Veim Ken, Ma Nuscha, Vema Adam Tzarich Lasot Kedei Lagia Lashirut. Oh. As. באמת, באמת, זה דבר שלא בבחירה של הבן אדם. Really and truly, becoming rich is not something dependent on a person's choice. זאת אומרת, זה שליחות של נשמות מסוימות. Being rich is a mission that certain souls get and have. אם אדם מרגיש שהוא כל כך רוצה להיות עשיר ויש לו כזה, If a person feels that he yearns so much to be rich and he has important purposes and important goals he wants to achieve and he prays for becoming rich, so it is possible that in the heavenly realm they'll decide that they'll choose this person to give him riches. That he will merit to be the messenger and the emissary to do a lot of good in the world. A rich person t- said to a Tamid Chochem, a rabbinical scholar, you only have one Oilam Haba, one heavenly realm. I have ten of those. The Tamid Chochem asked him, how come you have ten heavenly realms? He said that I sustain and support ten rabbinical scholars who sit and learn Torah. אז התלמיד חב אמר לו, אני מסכים איתך שיש לך באמת עולם הבא. ותלמיד חוכם סצים, אני מסכים איתך שיש לך באמת עולם הבא. חי את התורה, חי את האמונה, אז לכן, לכן אם אדם רוצה רק להיות עשיר, אפילו אפשר לעשות מצוות, העיקר חסר מן הספר. Because in order to obtain, to enjoy this earthly realm, it's only for someone who learns Torah, who does mitzvahs. So a person who's rich, he will have a heavenly realm, but an earthly realm? בשביל שיהיה לו העולם הזה, צריך שהוא בעצמו יקיים את התורה. In order for a rich person to have this earthly realm called Oilam Haze, he himself must keep every single word of the Torah. הוא צריך ש... שצריך להיות בעל אמונה, וכל הדרך שאנחנו מלמדים. He needs to be a person of faith, אמונה, and follow the whole path that we teach. אז באמת, זה באמת עשירות. Truly, when we're talking about wealth and riches, I'd like to tell you a story, a story that happens. There was a 
There was a very rich and wealthy person who couldn't even write his name. And when he had to sign, he used to take his thumb and imprint it on all the documents. The clerk at the bank was really surprised. She said, such a rich and wealthy person and he can't even write his own name down. She said to him, please don't be angry with me. I'd like to ask you a question. Such a rich and wealthy person like you, you can't even sign your own name. He said to her, if I would know how to write down my name, I wouldn't be so rich and wealthy. So she said to him, please tell me the story. What do you mean? He told that he used to work in a factory, really get minimum wage, get what? $10 an hour, $5, a really small sum of money. No. The owner of the factory decided that he must improve everything going on in his business and therefore he fired every single employee that didn't know how to sign his name. He said, the rich and wealthy person said, I was one of those people who got fired and got compensated for the, for the years that I worked in the factory. I took the compensation money and opened a small booth where I sold cigarettes, drinks, something small. And it was very successful. <laughs> Until I became extremely rich and wealthy. <laughs> the rich and wealthy person turned to the clerk and said to her, if I would have known how to sign my name, I would have still been in the factory getting that low salary that I got previously. <laughs> Wealth and riches is decided in the heavenly realm who is going to be rich. A person can only smile and already he'll become rich. And a person can work from dawn to dusk and have nothing to eat. Nevertheless, a person does have the desire and the will to be rich. So the Holy Gomorrah says that a person should give 20% of everything that he earns. That's what the Gomorrah says, Aser, give a tithe, 20% in order to become rich and wealthy. From everything that you earn, a minimum of 20% give to Tzedakah. That is the one thing that we can do in order to become rich. The second thing that we can do in order to become rich is we have to have domestic peace and tranquility with our spouse. 
تكون بريت. A person has to be amended in his bris in the way he acts in a holy manner. And a person has got to be happy always. Because it says that a person who's always happy is successful. And he has to have emun of faith and bitochen, knowing that he is confident in Hashem. What does emun and bitochen mean? When a person knows that every single dollar, every single euro will come to him when it needs to come to him and it is all in the hands of the Creator. That's why he's never worried. He's never afraid. He is confident in Hashem. I'm in the hands of the creator of the world. Whatever he wants, he'll give it to me. And of course, Hashem does not give a livelihood to people who are lazy. I have a book. A book that speaks about panasa, about making a livelihood. It's now in English. It's in several languages already. It is really worth your while to learn this book. And with the help of Hashem, you'll merit to become rich and wealthy. Amen. Amen. The next question is, what is the Torah's view around personal debt and how does this block one's channel of wealth? השאלה היא הרב, מהי השקפת התורה על חובות שיש לאדם, ואיך זה חוסם את הערוץ לעשירות? אז אמיר אמברסלב כותב בשיחות הר"ן, רבי נחמן אברסלב writes in his book, שיחוס הר"ן, the talks, רבי נחמן, ישנו עוון שבגללו אדם נעשה בעל חוב. There is one sin that because of that a person becomes a person who is in debt. A person say, says that a person who is in debt, it is something that postpones, it holds back his ability to do tshuva, to repent. We can see that a person who has debts, that means that he has sins. And that's why he needs to do tshuva and repent. The main thing that he's got to do in order to be able to crawl out of these debts is to do tshuva, to repent. I wrote this book, The Garden, in the Garden of Riches, because I myself was in great debt. And what I did and that is how I managed to get out of being of owing other people of being in debt and I managed to do it very quickly and speedily I wrote in this book in the Garden of Riches so everyone is able to come out of his own personal debts
Smile. <laughs> Rav, if someone realizes that they're not going to have enough money to retire comfortably one day, how do they reach out to Hashem? What should they dive in for? אם אדם הרב מרגיש שאין לו מספיק כסף כדי שיוכל לפרוש בכבוד ביום מן הימים, מה הוא צריך לעשות ואיך הוא צריך לפנות להשם? הוא צריך לפנות להשם, אבא שבשמיים. He needs to turn to Hashem and say to him, my heavenly father. תודה על כל מה שנתת לי היום. Thank you for everything that you've given to me so far. תודה על מה שיש לי. Thank you for everything that I have. תודה על מה שאין לי. And thank you for what I don't have. ואני מבקש ממך. And I'd like to ask you. קודם כל, First of all, you've always helped me. Please help me now. Simply turn to Hashem and ask Him to help you so you'll be able to retire with dignity. Simply, just as I've said it. מדוע הכרת הטוב היא כל כך חשובה כשאנחנו מדברים על יצירה של עשירות לטווח ארוך? אין דבר טוב יותר מאשר הכרת הטוב. There's nothing better than gratitude. ואין דבר רע מאשר כפוי טובה. And there's nothing worse than being ungrateful. ממש, ממש עד כדי כך שכתוב בחז"ל, חז"ל אומרים שמי שעושה טובה למי שלא מכיר בה כאילו עובד עבודה זרה. It is so important that the Holy Gemara says that a person who does not recognize and is not grateful to someone who's done something good for him, it is as if he is worshipping another god. That is the main measure in order to see who is this person. When a person is young, he is grateful to his parents. When he gets married, he is grateful to his wife. And all the time he is grateful to his rabbi, he is grateful to his boss. What is the best way to express or demonstrate gratitude to Hashem? What is the best way to express or demonstrate gratitude to Hashem? Oh, that's good. The best thing is to go and help other people do tshuva. What Hashem gives to you, you've got to give to others. Hashem gave you faith, give others faith. Hashem gave you happiness, give other people happiness. That is the most important thing in the eyes of Hashem. 
ממש, אין דבר יותר, אין, זה שיא ממש, אתה ממש עושה ממש בשביל לקרב אנשים, אין דבר, אין, זה, זה, ממש הכי הרבה משמח את הקדוש ברוך הוא. There's nothing more important, that is the peak of what a person can do in order to make Hashem happy, and that is to go and help other people do tshuva. <laughs> if someone is struggling financially, what can they do to change them as well? Can we ask Hashem for more money? And how does one ask? מישהו מתמודד מבחינה כלכלית. האם הוא יכול לבקש מהשם שישנה לו את המזל? איך עושים? מה אמורים לעשות כדי להגיע למצב יותר טוב כלכלית? ומה אמורים לבקש? צריך לראות ש... שלא עושה עבירות שהם... A person needs to make sure that he's not doing any sins that are preventing from the riches and from the panosa to reach him. Mashal. I'd like to give you a parable. For example, a person needs to make sure that his wife guards the laws of family purity that she goes to mikveh. אם מישהו לא הולך לבוא במקווה, שידע שהוא יהיה בעל חוב, הוא יהיה בעל חוב. A woman that doesn't go to mikveh, her husband's got to know that he is going to be in debt. למה? Why? אותו עונש שיש על מי שנמצא עם אשתו שלא הולך למקווה. The same punishment that a person has when he is with his wife and she doesn't go to the mikveh, she doesn't guard the laws of family purity. That is the same punishment that a person gets when he eats on Yom Kippur. And that soul will be cut off from Am Yisrael. That means that he's going to die young. Now Hashem doesn't want him to die young. So he makes him poor. Because a poor person is like a dead person. And when a couple do not bring children without getting permission from a rabbinical authority, that is also a reason that a person will not have a livelihood and a panos, and he'll be in debt and in financial difficulties. I met someone, ואמר לי, אני בן אדם טוב, אני עושה חסדים, אני עושה זה, ואני עושה, בקיצור, משווע את הזמן הרבה. And he said to me, I'm a good person, I do a lot of good things, I, I, I do a lot of things for other people, and he was constantly praising himself. ואני נותן הרבה צדקות. And I give a lot of charity and a lot of צדוקה. ולא מבין למה כל הזמן יש לי ממש הפסדים בממון, דברים גדולים מאוד. And I don't understand why I'm always losing money, and losing big sums of money. All the time, this is not working out, this is breaking down. I said to him, listen, say thank you that you're alive. Why? Because you're doing a punishment that 
the penalty for that, you're doing a sin, the penalty is dying. And Hashem is doing you a favor because you're really and truly a good person. And you really do a lot of stocker and charity. But you're doing a sin that because of that, you're having all these losses in your financial aspects. You are together with your wife in the inappropriate way. I can't elaborate and explain because this is the internet and maybe there are children that are hearing us. And he accepted upon himself to repent for what he has done. The physical connection between a man and a woman when it is according to the Torah and exactly the way the Torah says it should be that is what determines most a person's livelihood and financial situation. And every sin that is related to this issue it is the worst sin in the Holy Torah. And the penalty for that is everything regarding debts and poverty. In brief, I have a book that I wrote called Briti Shalom. There is, but it's called Garden of Purity. The Garden of Purity. You better learn that book very well. And every day doing it on amending your bris, the covenant, amending your, your holiness. And of course, you've also got to learn the book in the Garden of Peace. That a person shall have peace and domestic tranquility with his spouse. And that is the main thing that you can do in order to have a good livelihood and a good financial situation. Smile. Amazing. <laughs> so just going to have a little break. Lerod, we're going to have a little break because it's been very thorough and amazing. And we want to just thank again that you guys are joining us. Just step back for a second and internalize all these amazing questions. I think we've already had five questions. Is that correct, Lauren? Uh, five, yeah, six, yeah. About six. So we've got yeah. another few more to go. And this is just a taste of Lauren Mazur's Soulful Money course. And we'd like to ask Lauren before we go ahead, we're going to have these questions in the, in the post as well. How, how did you come to get to these questions of soulful money how has the rav with his beautiful safer garden of riches and we heard now of garden of purity other books from the rav from the garden of muna series how have they influenced your journey and how did you meet a little bit of history if you don't mind we'll hear it vocally if you keep it short because we please god will eventually have you up on the screen another session it's no issue to set that up but just so that people who are listening in and who are watching us with the Rav can just taste a little bit of what inspired you to Soulful Money and how much it's inspiring, please God, in the future, many, many people. And we are the first hosts of this course. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> so we're very honored to be the first. Rishon, 
We are the, you know, they say, but everyone knows the we're first. We're the pioneers. We're the pioneers, exactly. <laughs> everyone knows the first, first Aliyah, the first, it's very hush of being a Kohen, I get all the time, you know, to be the first Aliyah, but Hashem, very hush. But anyway, without getting into importance, we want to hear from you the importance of gratitude. How come you're here, please, with us? So my journey started about 20 years ago when uh, I went through a bit of my own financial difficulty. I had to open up my own charity tip. So I, I really felt that um, I, I got a feeling for it's like to be at the bottom end of a challenge. And uh, through that, I've always been driven and motivated to understand how does one grow personally? How does one, are there practical steps that one has to follow in terms of wealth creation? And if it's not practical, are they maybe spiritual? Is it maybe a combination between those? Yeah. I remember being a, a young kid, and for many years, as a young kid, I always said, geez, I want to change a lot of people's lives. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And um, I, I bring that in because soulful money was really created to help as many people as possible that are going through difficult times, but also help this generation remember what it means from a tourist perspective to understand how we as Jews interact with money. And, and why that's so important for us as a foundation. And the foundation isn't necessarily about how much money we've got. And unfortunately, our generation has sometimes lost sight of that. The, the importance for us, more than anything else, is our connection first and foremost to Hashem. And after that, what do we do with our wealth and how do we best represent ourselves as Jews who are wealthy, not necessarily focused primarily on materialism. And um, how I got through to the Rav is I met the Rav uh, many years ago in South Africa when he came through and... Uh, I had the pleasure of hosting him on a personal finance show on a, a radio station called IFM. And uh, since then, I've been able to build a very big cash with the, the Rav, his yeshiva. I, I love his books. Um, and, and, you know, to do a course without the Rav's teachings just didn't feel right for me. Uh, his teachings have made a big influence in my life. Um, I also remember just before getting married, I went to go speak to Rav Arush in uh, Oman and just to, to get his feeling. And, and I always felt that he gave me such great wisdom and, and and it's very powerful wisdom it's practical steps but it's steps that really revolutionize the way a person feels and acts and i think his message even though it's rav nachman's message the way rav harish has been able to interpret it is a very very powerful message that has to be shared uh, you know as part of the course i'm uh, including a gift of uh, rav harish's garden of gratitude because i, I just don't have that here I'm, but it's one of the garden of Muna series you can see on our website the garden of gratitude will Put up a picture some point connected to the Shia. And I just want to thank you that you're going to give that book away. And we appreciate it as part of the Amuna team here with Rav Orish. And we want to thank everyone. They can all go to the site now. We have the link on the on the video, breslev.co.il or breslev.com. And also, we'd like to know how to find Soulful Money course. Where do we find it? How do we get hold of it? You're going to have to help us share the place where it's hosted, even if it's not ready right now. If it is ready, you'll let us know and we'll happily send our people to your course. Great, thanks, Eli. So it's actually very easy. It's soulfulmoney.co.il. Oh. Uh, we've just got a preliminary course up as I'm getting everything ready. Uh, but we are going to do our first um, hosting of a course on the 18th of November and everyone's welcome to join us. Um, 18th of November. First start as we... Yeah, as we start building each part of the course, bit by bit. Okay, we'll send people there on our videos. And we'd like to go ahead now with a sixth question. Thank you for everyone, your patience. So what is the sixth question? So the next, 
The next question is, what is the most important Torah principle that someone who is wealthy should follow to make sure that they do not lose their connection with Hashem? מה רב העיקרון הכי הכי חשוב, העיקרון של התורה, שאדם עשיר צריך ללכת בעקבותיו כדי לא לאבד את הקשר שלו עם השם? צריך שכמובן, צריך שיהיה לו כל יום פגישה עם המלך, כל יום. A person needs to have a daily meeting, every single day a meeting with a king. And every day he needs to say to the king, everything is yours. You chose me to be the clerk, the vessel, in order to give your bountiness to the world. Merit me and help me not to forget it for one single second. That I'll remember that everything belongs to you. The verse says, The money and the gold is mine, so said Hashem. And I am just a good clerk. A story that happened. was a family of really poor people. They were happy, they said thank you, but they asked and beseeched Hashem so much that He should help them and change their fortune. There was a whole story involving Yahu Hanovi, but the result was they got wealth and riches. But they were told that this situation of being wealthy and rich is only for seven years. The father who understood the message very well He said, with the first sum of money that we have, we're going to buy a notebook and a pen. More correctly, two notebooks and one pen. The children and the wife are sitting and they're not understanding. They haven't even bought something to eat. And the first thing they've got to buy are two notebooks and a pen. They're saying to the husband, well, let's buy maybe a Coke or something. And he says, no, first of all, two notebooks and a pen. 
In one notebook, he wrote all the charities that we give. And in the other notebook, he wrote everything that we take for ourselves. And that's how they started. That's how they lived. The seven years passed by. And Eliyahu Novi of blessed memory came and he said to them, well, the seven years are over. The father said to him, please, here are the two notebooks in which we wrote for these seven years everything that we've done, what we've given to charity and what we've spent. Please, show these notebooks to Hashem. And ask him if there is someone more loyal and worthy than us to guard what he has given us, the wealth and the riches. Because he immediately told his wife and his children, this money is only being deposited in our keep. Certainly we'll take what we need. But the main reason we got this deposit of wealth and riches is to do with it what makes Hashem happy. And indeed Hashem chose them and their offsprings to remain rich because they knew what to do with the money that Hashem gave them. There's another story. It was a very, very rich person. And the king loved him very much. And the other ministers in that country were very jealous of him. Why does the king love him so much? They went to the king and they said to him, do you know how he's so rich? That's because he's always taking money from you, your highness. The king didn't want to believe, but they said it again and again and repeated it all the time. Until the king said, I am going to visit his house by surprise. And I'd like to see what's going on. Indeed, he came uninvited. And of course, the rich person received the king with love. And the king said to him, show me everything that you have. He took him into his treasure room, showed him all his gold. Took him all around the house, showed him everything. There was one room the king wanted to enter and the rich person said to him, please, no one enters this room. I'm sorry, your highness. 
The king turned to the rich person and said, Well, now I'm starting to suspect that everything the ministers told me about you is true. Because everything I saw in your house belongs to you. But if you don't want to show me this room, that obviously means that what's in it are things that belong to me that you took and stole from me. The king said to him, I decree as your king, open the door immediately. Well, there was no choice. He opened the room and the king sees an empty room. But in the corner there's a stick and a clothing that belongs to shepherds. The king turned to the rich person and said, What are these things? Why didn't you want to let me into this room? The rich person turned to the king and said, I was once a very poor person. I was a shepherd. Every single day I enter this room I wear the shepherd's clothing and I hold the shepherd's stick for a whole hour. And I remind myself where I was once upon a time. And everything that I have, I know it's a gift from the Creator. So that no pride or vanity should enter me. That I'll treat every single person with a peak of love and with humility. And indeed, he respects all people. And he feels people. He feels a sorrow with every single person. And indeed, he makes Hashem very happy with his actions. So the king loved him more so and more so. These stories that I've just told you, that I've told everyone, they give us the outlook, the perspective, what a person needs to know even before he's rich. I have students that are very rich. And I have students that are not rich. I'd like to tell you that I have students that are not rich. And they give me more tzedakah and more charity than other students who are very rich. And I knew these rich people are in danger. I love them. I pray for them. They don't have the merit. Every single day a rich person doesn't give money. A rich person can be my partner in distributing him. I pray today to Hashem, beseeching Hashem that every single person around the world, Jewish or not Jewish, will have the books that I wrote. Today I prayed a lot. 
that President Trump, he will be the next president. And I also prayed that he will learn the books that I wrote and that he'll spread them all around America and all around the world, in the whole world. We can merit to bring redemption, to bring Geula to the world. Everything is ready. Everything is prepared. The Creator has already wrote everything down. He prepared everything. We just need for people to receive these things. We just need people with the power and ability to do this. You yourself, Leron, and everyone else that is connected to us, that has read the books, does his body, can see the power of faith and how it's changing you and changing the world. <laughs> If you have money, do something with it. Do with it souls. Get the books out and make more souls that will be that will be, be part of Hashem, that will be part of the world of Emuna. The Gemara tells us about Munbaz, the king. <laughs> He had all the riches that all the other previous kings before him gathered. He took everything and gave everything to Tzedakah. They told him, what are you doing? Every single king used used to gather more and more riches. And you went and spent all of the riches that all the previous kings have saved. He said, my forefathers kept their treasures down here on this earthly realm. And I took all the treasures and I kept them in the heavenly realm. My forefathers kept their money in a place where other people can take and steal it. And I put all of my riches and money in a place where no one can touch it. My forefathers kept everything they had for other people. They themselves didn't enjoy it. And I took all the money and made sure that it would be for myself. Yeah, the fact is, they put all the money away and I used it. I made sure the money will be kept for myself. A person that has money, I pity him. Do something with it. Make souls for Hashem. You can bring the light of the world to the whole world. From these stories, from these things, Everyone take these things, pay attention, do his body, do something. 
איך מתייחסים לכסף. And then you'll know how to treat and relate to money. דבר ראשון, לדעת שלתת 20 אחוז. First thing, know, giving 20% of what you earn. From everything that you earn. רבי אמר בנוסף אומר שאדם נותן 20 אחוז ומקיים. ואהבת את השם אלוהיך בכל מאודיך. רבי נחמן בסוף says that a person that gives 20% he does and he keeps the mitzvah that you should love Hashem with everything that you have. ולדעת, לזכור תמיד, אני, תודה השם, השם בחר בי להיות הצינור שדרכי יעבור טוב לעולם. And always remember, thank you Hashem for choosing me to be the vessel, the pipeline in which the riches can reach the world. נותן מעשרות אז הוא מקבל ביטחון בשם. When a person gives a tithe of his money, he becomes confident in השם. כשאדם זוכה ממש אין, כשאדם באמת אף פעם לא יחסר לו, אף פעם לא יחסר לו. When a person merits to give a tithe, he will never be lacking. רבי נחמן ברסלב כותב, רבי נחמן ברסלב writes, כמו שאומרים אקסיומה משהו משהו כאילו לא הגיוני הפוך אפילו. He writes an axiom a rule that is not always understood. אם אתה רוצה שלא יחסר לך אף פעם כסף. If you want never to lack financial means. תיתן כל הכסף שיש לך. Give all the money that you have. אז כבר אז ישאל אותי. אם אני נותן כל הכסף, איך לא יחסר לי כסף? So anyone will ask me, if I give everything I have, how will I not be lacking money myself? תעשה את זה ותראה, טוב מאוד. Do it, and you'll see exactly how it works. אז יהיה עצמא שנזכה את השם, שאני מברך אותך, ליאור המתוק, אני חושב שאתה מתאים להיות עשיר. So may we all merit, and I'd like to bless you sweet woman. You are worthy to become rich, and I'm sure that you're going to be a good partner. I myself am not lacking anything. I just want Hashem. I just want to make Hashem happy. And just that we will merit to make all the people that Hashem created happy. Amen. 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 So, Laron, since, since we've had the most beautiful blessing given, we're looking forward, one, to see your Asheris, your big wealth that's going to come from this blessing. And we are inviting again everyone to join Soulful Money. This is Laron Mazur's course, beginning 18th of November. And you can go to soulfulmoney.co.il to go follow up there. We will be having two more parts, as we put in the notes and our description underneath. Two more parts of this class at late dates to be announced. The following next few weeks, we'll be going to musicians like Yoni Gabali with his friend Aaron. And we're going to have a high-energy music show here, a Muna Music and United Souls Energy. And then we're going to have with Dovido Weinberg, a very special soul We'll let him introduce himself. He'll be coming the following week. And etc. etc. We're going to have beautiful classes. And then please God, in the next few weeks after that, we'll have Laurent Mazur back, hopefully before Hanukkah. And then we're, before Hanukkah, we're going to be going to Toronto here from this studio on a Sunday. We're going to be going to Toronto. So that week we won't have our Tuesday night class. And that will be an opportunity for the Toronto community to hear a live Zoom class for them. And somehow you guys will also have the opportunity to hear the class as well, either live or we'll put it out there. And we'd also 
welcome Laurent Mazur to also to share what we're doing here with his community in South Africa, in Johannesburg, Cape Town, where my wife's originally from, and all those wonderful places that um, people over there that we know that they are thankfully have had the merit to have the Rav in person visit with Rav Dian Elgod. And please God, they'll have those opportunities again, either there or please God with Mashiach here in the Holy Land with Laurent Mazur and his family. And we thank him again for joining us. I just wanted to end off with that seventh question. How is it so important? I think the importance of gratitude is really what it came out about. So once again, we're showing our gratitude to you, one of our friends, and allowing you to communicate direct with the Rav Baruch Hashem. And we welcome everyone out there. The Rabbanit pushes us to make sure people out there know they can now contact the Rav through Zoom, through WhatsApp, through these kind of formats. And we welcome the Rav. The Rav is going global. Rav Shalom Orish and the Garden of Muna is going global. And it's up to everyone here to make it happen in their communities. We've had Phoenix, Arizona reach out. And please God, we're going to go to Miami. And like we already said, Toronto, New York, Kazakh. We're going to do a big event. Please God, Hanukkah. It's going to be strong. And it's going to be Sameach, Am Yisrael in the world. with a lot of Amunah. But you are, thank God, our first international guest on Zoom. And please God, we'll have you on the screen next time. But hearing your voice was such a pleasure. And I had the merit to actually see your beautiful face. So Laurent Mazur, thank you for being our first Zoom guest. And please God, many more people will follow. And we're looking forward. We should end off a little bit of a song. Just Sameach, everyone. Eli, before we end off, I mean, I, I want to show my gratitude. Yes. I'd like to give away uh, 21 of the uh, 21 books of uh, the Garden of Gratitude. Wow. Of, uh, the Garden of Riches. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how you want to organize that, but um, I'll leave that in your hands. Great. And I would like oh, to, oh, oh. to, to say thank you to the Rav. Liron, I'm very happy that you understood the message. And I'd like to tell you and everyone here, don't wait till you become rich. Already now, order as many books as you can. And pamphlets. And start giving them out also to people who are not Jewish. Give out, give out, give out. And a person will do that. He will see eye to eye. How gates are being opened that he never dreamt about. All the gates, spiritual and physical. There's no problem reaching us. Here we have a available to help to get those books out there. You have to just reach out. All our information is below. <laughs> Email there. call you and yes. send you mails, Rebellion. <laughs> I want you to, it's all below the details how to contact us. Just reach out direct. You can message us, but best is the email. And we'll make it happen with uh, Laurent Mazur's kindness. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we want to end off the class of a song. Leibedek. Thank you, Hashem. Please choose a song, Laurent. This is your, your merit, this class. Liron, you made me happy being here with us. <laughs> me too. Thanks, Rav. Thank you, Rav. Thank you, Rav. We need that um, encouragement. People need encouragement in this area. You yes. spot on. Chazak miyamatz. What song? We can do a song on Simcha. Simcha. Ibdu, Etz Hashem b'Simcha. 
Thank you, Hashem. Amen. Thank you. Amen. There we go. That was beautiful.